Hello, I'm LaShondra Graves, founder of Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation. I'm known as the Apartment Lady. For six years, well, six years this August, I have been helping people with previous evictions, judgments, bankruptcies, convictions, bad credit, first-time renters find apartments. And it's so funny because today someone said, well, that's pretty much everyone. I'm like, no, I guess I never really looked at it as that's everyone, but I guess it is. Well, this year... Yes, this year, it's only 2020, um, January of 2020. And this year, I started looking up the Fair Housing Act. So don't get me wrong. Um, I've been teaching tenants' rights in every state possible or every state that I have a client in and just helping people um, fight evictions or um, know what their right is as far as a tenant and what the landlords can and cannot do. Um, I've been helping the landlords, so we've been pretty much a mediator for the most part. Um, we mediate the landlords and the tenants. Um, we make sure that the tenants are paying their rent, and we make sure that the landlords are doing what they're supposed to do. And that's how we're able that we were able to get the apartments that we've been getting. And so we've placed over 4,000 clients in the past, um, since 2014. Um, and we've, um, we have a, like a 7% eviction rate. So that's lower than the national standard, considering that in 2016, there was 2 million 2.3 million eviction cases filed and 900,000 families evicted in the United States. So I think our eviction rate is pretty good, but um, there is a problem, you guys. What I've been finding um, is because our program is a market rent program, because we, we didn't have access to subsidized housing then our program was can i'm sorry this is i got a text message our program was a market rent program and it was based off just market rent so then i i decided uh, me being a professor a fellow professor i decided to um, just teach people Okay, if I was going to vouch for people getting second chance rentals and I needed to teach people um, their rights. And so the first class, one of my um, board members created the curriculum for the first class was tenants rights. I'm like, well, they need to do something. They need to learn their tenants rights. Right. Because when I vouch for apartments for the clients, um, the landlord expected me to make sure that the clients are paying their rent but i needed and and after you know mishaps because that's what what it takes you know you need to learn the situation you need to learn how to do things um i realized that i needed to teach the clients uh, their rights 
you know, fair housing, tenants' rights, whatever. But by this being a market rent program, I'm noticing that so many people are working 40 hours a week and they're homeless. Now, when I got my first apartment, nobody told me, oh, you better learn your tenant's rights before you get that apartment. Nobody told me that. So I got my first apartment. I got my first apartment and by the grace of God. I bought me a house. I got my first apartment at 18, but I was in the projects. Or, You guys, if you don't know what a project is, it's just a rental uh, situation. I may say that it was a project that somebody didn't finish. And generations of people got stuck in. So there were apartment complexes that everybody, the, the slang word for them, it's projects. And there, it was a good project in the beginning when they, um, but people got stuck in them. Generations of people got stuck in them because I don't know what happened. Maybe, you know, the president changed or or the Senate or the Congress changed, you know, whatever. But this project was created across the United States. And all of a sudden, it just disappeared. And so a whole bunch of families got um, stuck. Generations of people got stuck and these complexes and now they're considered um, subsidized housing or public housing but it didn't turn out it didn't start out that way but that's a different story uh, my organization the permanent housing rentals foundation like I said we we didn't have access to subsidized housing so um, we had clients that had gotten evicted from subsidized housing but they had to get a job in order to get placed by us Oh, gosh. And what I'm finding now more and more. And so I started this in 2014 and I became 501c3 in 2018 because I hit the glass ceiling and there the need was so great that I needed help from the government from HUD and from grants and donations and things like that. So we became 501c3. And I realized that the trend had gotten big. I don't know if I focused on that audience and I started to see more in that audience because that's what I focused on. But it it, it just got, it was it's horrible all over the United States. We we've placed people in over seventeen states, and we want to place people in all fifty-two, but we've placed people for sure in seventeen. And um, these are working people. You know, these are working people that that work forty hours a week because you have to work to get into this program. You have to work in this program, and they work forty hours a week. And they don't have access to housing. Now, I, you know, I, I became outraged um, for that because how can you work 40 hours a week and you don't have access to housing? I think that is amazing. Uh, that's unbelievable. Now, I'm like, I'm from Illinois. 
So, you know, I've lived in several states, but I, you know, I was born in Illinois. I'm like, oh, this is what's going on in Illinois. And me being in um, affordable housing, um, me being a product of, I'm sorry, did I do something to stop my recording? I wasn't sure if my recording stopped or not. Sorry. I'm recording on my phone. Me being in um, affordable housing. And, you know, I got my apartment when I was 18 because I was already there. And when, you, when, when you're already there and you turn 18, you get a chance to um, get an apartment. Um, and my daughter, I had my daughter young. And she was like, I want to live in the house. And so I didn't know much about credit, but I built my credit up to a point where when I turned 21, I was able to buy a house. But it was horrible house because I didn't know anything about it. But that's a different story. Um, I want to get back on track. And, and the thing is, um, people got stuck in these complexes, right? And... In Illinois, because I can just talk about Illinois specifically. In Illinois, the complex, the complex that I lived in, um, it was torn down, and several other complexes they were torn down. So you had thousands, I mean tens of thousands of families that were uprooted and forced to move into different neighborhoods that they didn't know anything about. So you gotta keep in mind um, that these families, this was, these are generations, these are generations. And you got generations of people, there, there's, there's a culture that had, you know, existed or there's a culture that was, was um, created and then that whole culture was uprooted. So if, if my grandmother was in affordable housing and that's all she did, I mean, that's, that's where she, she was. And then she had her children in affordable housing. And then her children had children in affordable housing. No, not affordable housing, you guys. I'm so sorry. And subsidized housing. And all these, so my grandmother's in subsidized housing because when subsidized housing was created, it was nice. They were um, supposed to help you save money. I don't know if it was in the escrow or whatever. And then you were supposed to start buying your own place or get moved into your own place so that people, other people, can it could be recycled for uh, lack of a better word. But, like I said in the beginning, somehow that plan got um, stuck and people ended up, generations ended up stuck in these complexes, what we call projects. And so, you, you want to say my grandmother was there and it was awesome and she was like there, she said there were flower pots and um, she said that when she came, there were, there was, um, laundry rooms, the whole nine yards. 
Um, but then she got her she had her kids there and then her kids had their kids there, which would be my generation. And then I had a child there. So this this one, two, three, four generations, right? That's been uprooted. And that's a problem. But that's not what this podcast is all about. This podcast is for people that are homeless, working, living in hotels, um, in their cars, living with other people. Illinois tried to come up with try to, and I want to say emphasis on try to come up with a term called double up living. Um, and double up living is two families living in the same unit or whatever, which that don't work because a whole bunch of issues happen when you have two families living in the same unit. I mean, child molestation, um, child abuse. I mean, it, the whole nine yards, that just doesn't work. I mean, but if, if a person is working 40 hours a week, and they're paying taxes because here it is. We're paying a whole bunch of taxes. You got to understand. You're paying. You get taxed to work. Then you get taxed to cash your check. Then you get taxed to spend your money. And then all these other taxes to put your kids in school. This and other. There's a whole bunch of taxes going on there. So you're getting taxed to work. Taxed to do this. So anybody that's working 40 hours a week. I don't care if they're making minimum wage or not. 40 hours a week and they're paying taxes to a state, they should be afforded housing. Then we're not talking about people that's not working. We're not talking about the group of people that they built this culture up for all these generations where they were paying their rent and they got stuck in these complexes. We're not talking about them. We're talking about people that's working and they can't get on solid ground because they can't Get a place to stay. There's something wrong with that. I have states like California where minimum wage is, what, $13, $15 an hour? But a two-bedroom apartment is $2,500? That's a problem. In Illinois where minimum wage is, what, $11, $13 an hour? And a two-bedroom apartment is, like, $1,200? I know that's half of um, California, I get it, but that's still a problem, you guys. That's a problem, and it's time for us to speak out. It's time for us to make some noise about this because there's too many people homeless. There's too many people working and homeless. So I want to tell you about me, all right? I told you before, I'm LaShawn Gervais, founder of Apartment and Housing Rentals Foundation, a 501c3 organization. I placed over 4,000 families, fought tons and tons of evictions. Um, I'm a fellow professor, and I teach social media marketing, advertising, management, development, um, business management, career management. And, but I, I, my, my goal my assignment from God is to um, help people with housing. <laughs> Let me tell you, I ended up in a hotel. In a hotel. So I'm in this hotel. And I'm saying to myself, I'm 
super embarrassed because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm the person that is helping people, you know, um, find, find apartments and I'm in the hotel. I'm in the hotel. I'm going to work to my office that I pay for and I'm helping, I'm signing leases with my clients and I'm saying, why can't I sign the lease? So I said, okay, okay, maybe, you know, I need, I'm, I need to take a step back and figure out what I'm doing wrong. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. You know, at this time I've helped, um, over 3000 people and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Um, Maybe it's time for me to get grants or stuff because I'm helping so many people and it's so important what I'm doing is very, very important. So maybe it's time for me to start getting grants. And so then I started getting all my paperwork together and this and another. And I found out that the community of people that were supposed to help me um, was not helping me. I mean, it's just some a whole bunch of illegal stuff that I don't really want to talk about, but... I couldn't get access to the grants, right, for a whole bunch of reasons that was not cool. And so I had to wait list the program because I couldn't help. I, I found out that every 10 per, every ten people that I helped, there was hundreds of people, almost a thousand people that I couldn't help. And I was like, no, something, There's there's got to be another way. So I became a fellow professor in 2018, and I said, okay, I'm going to focus all of my time on Apartment and Housing Rentals Foundation. Well, let me tell y'all, <laughs> mm. the stress, the stress will kill you, the stress of when I started running out of money, out of my savings, and I, I still wasn't getting in money, but I was still helping people. The stress itself made me have two strokes, you guys. Two. <laughs> two strokes in um, 2019. So I stopped teaching in 2018, April, and I had two strokes in 2019, February. Just the stress of, you know, running out of money and knowing that I've maxed out everything and I'm still helping people and I don't have help for myself and the people, the organizations and the people that were supposed to be helping me um, were putting uh, requirements on me that I just thought wasn't fair, right? So here I am with Chandra Graves and, and and it's taken me a year to recover, but I reopened the organization. I became 501C, um, and I just started back helping people because that's what I do. That's what I do. So this is for you guys. I, I want you guys to tell your story because it's not just you. You didn't do anything so wrong. Okay, so you got an eviction. You got a judgment. Maybe you got two. But then nobody tell you how to rent. Then nobody tell you um, how to handle your finances. Those type of classes and that type of um, 
information that wasn't just readily available to our people. And when I say our people, I'm talking about anybody that's going through this. Anybody that's considered a, a minority or low income or minimum wage, but and middle class, because it's my clientele is now middle class. Middle class people don't have anywhere to stay. So when it came to the fact that middle class people don't have anywhere to stay, it was time for me to speak up. Because there's no excuse. You know, one excuse could have been, oh, well, it's poor people. Whatever, because poor people are treated badly. That's, um, sorry to say, but it is reality a given. They're not, you know, um, they're considered bottom feeders, which is horrible because I grew up in the projects as a foster child, this and another. However, but I knew that I was able to have a, a voice to be vocal when I realized that it's the middle class that's being evicted and can't afford rent. So this is for you guys. I, I want you guys to, to leave messages and to be vocal and tell your story. I mean, if you don't want to tell people who you are or whatever, then you don't have to say your name. But the only way that we're going to get some help is if people speak out. And so I said, you know what? Send me, God. I'm going to be the first person to speak out and tell my story because I'm a CEO of a national organization. Okay? National. I have offices in different states. And I'm in a hotel. It's time for us to speak out. Being ashamed. Hiding what you're going through is not going to change what's happening. It's time for us to speak out. And if I got to be the first person to do it, then so be it. I'm LaShondra Graves, founder of Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation. You can find me at www.theapartmentlady.com or .theapartmentlady.org, www.theapartmentlady.org, www.theapartmentlady.com. And you'll see that my organization is still moving forward. My board members, no one knew what I was going through. But I, I just, I heard, I'm, I'm just tired of hearing and witnessing and, and the same stories and then going through it myself. It's not about you being judged. We need your stories. We need you to tell how, what, whatever state you're in, we need you to tell how you're working 40 hours a week and you're living in your, your car or you're living in a hotel or you're living with someone. Some people are even living in, in their, you know, here's the deal. Um, this Will Smith movie, um, Pursuit of Happiness, where there was times where Will Smith was living in, in, in a bathroom with his son. These are real stories, you guys. These are real stories. So I don't want you, so you don't be ashamed of what's 
happening to you. But you gotta shed light on it. In order for us to get help, we have to have a loud voice. We have to be able to march around the city seven times together. And we gotta have a loud voice. We gotta shout. We gotta praise. We gotta pray. We gotta do this together. I'm looking forward um, to the stories. I'm looking forward to the support because there's so many people all over the United States, all over America that is homeless, but they're working 40 hours a week. So this is me. This is my first podcast. This is my first time doing it. And it says 24.49 minutes, 24.52 minutes. And I wanted to do this for an hour, but I'm, I'm going to need your help. I'm going to need your help to do this for an hour. Because this is important. God bless you and thank you.